You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Anissa Foles. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Fergie Philippe. Hi, I'm Eliza Oman. Hola, soy Florencia Cuenca. Y yo soy Jaime Lozano. Hi, this is El Morgan Lee. It's Alex Brightman from Broadway and beyond. Hi, this is Joe Iconis. And this is Lauren Marcus. Y estás escuchando. And you're listening to B-Way Show. B-Way Show. B-Way Show. The podcast. Hey, friends. Welcome to B-Way Show, the podcast. Your home for theater conversations from a passionate Broadway fan and reporter. I'm your host, Shoshana, and I want to start off by emphasizing Black Lives Matter, period. The show must go on. It's show time. Get it? <laughs> because I'm Beetlejuice and she's show. Anyway, B-Way show time. You know, the whole being a podcaster thing. Listen, or else. This week's guest is Ezra Minas. Ezra is best known for being in the original Broadway company of Jagged Little Pill, as well as taking on the role of anybody's in Steven Spielberg's highly anticipated West Side Story. Catch them this June in the new Netflix animated series, Ridley Jones, and mark your calendars for West Side Story coming out December 10th. I've got one hand in my pocket, and the other one is pressing play on our conversation from May 20th on the Show Must Go On line. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming on the Show Must Go Online. Today's guest is Ezra Minas. Ezra, how are you doing today? I'm well, you know, the sun is shining and thankfully, unlike a lot of spaces in New York, I do have an outdoor space. So I spent some time out there. I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, I know. It is such a, like, it's a million dollar question right now, right? Like, how are you feeling? And, you know, there, there are good days. There are bad days. There are medium days. It was just raining right here 10 minutes ago and it seems to have stopped. So that's good. Okay, great. Washington State, so very different, okay. but I'm from yeah. New York. Just okay, okay. Yeah, you know that about me. Cool. We're in Washington State. I'm in Arlington, so like an hour away from Seattle. Okay, cool. I have three friends from college who all live in Washington State. Oh, nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Like, looking out my window, it is absurd. There are just, like, trees everywhere. What? I'm like, what's that like? I, I know. <laughs> uh, I know. 
And, you know, we have a dog and we, you know, walk our dog amazing. It's big fan. Like, Slim is my hero. I love him. Aww. Are you a okay. pets person? I am. I had cats. I, like, would rescue cats growing up. My parents were like, please stop. Stop bringing cats home. Like, we're ending up taking care of them. I would bring them home and be like, please, can we keep it? Like, my friend's cat had kittens with, like, a stray cat. And I was like, I brought two of them home. And then I, they just stayed with us because my dad fell in love with them. Um, yeah. yeah, I had cats all growing up. But I really now want a dog. I'm like, I want to train a dog. I want to, like, be on a schedule with a dog. Yeah. But I don't know in New York, you know. Right. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, we were just talking about that. My boyfriend and I, like, having a dog out here, amazing right? Your yeah. dog's like, I'd love to run around. And right now that's what he's doing. But in New York, you know, especially being on Broadway or a theater reporter, like I am, we have mm -hmm. like sometimes an unpredictable schedule, right? Like, especially around award season, like you don't know when you're going to get home and you want to make right. sure you feed them. This is just like all that real talk that having a dog in our lives is so important, but also having a dog that you can properly take care of and give it the love and support they need. Yeah, it's like having a kid. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the dog never leaves the home or goes to college or goes to school at all. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're still different. You're still responsible for it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Exactly. I always like to start these conversations just chilling, right? Like they're conversations. There's so many things with like interviews. I feel like make it so much more like I have. I have to be right and I have yep. to be proper. We're all at home. This is quarantine. That yeah. would be silly. <laughs> I love it. So, okay. So last night we got to talk about that because it was like, oh, this is happiness. This is what I've been missing. What was it like to be a part of the You Live, You Learn a night with Alanis Morissette and the cast of Jagged Little Pill? <sighs> I mean, so cool. I like... I've noticed during quarantine, we've done like a couple of these things where we record or do a live for Jagged. And I've just noticed like being able to do that and perform, even though I'm not like on stage or sometimes performing for anyone, I'm literally just like recording myself in my, what we call my garage. Yeah. It's like that release and that outlet has like been so important because it's just, I mean, you know, just like everyone, it's been, the rug's been pulled out. So uh, it's been an interesting time to kind of like navigate how to incorporate creativity and that kind of like release. So to be a part of those things during this time and then to watch them like after, you know, we did like the Broadway Green Alliance thing that was pre-recorded and being able to watch them after that happens is so cool. It's like, you don't really get to see the fruits of your labor necessarily when you're on Broadway eight times a week because you just like do it and then you go home. So it's honestly offered like a different perspective for the art that we do. And I don't know. I just, I love that it's like more accessible as well. Like in terms of, you know, being able to view it on YouTube, you obviously have to have like some kind of device to view it on, but right. at least it's like, it's reaching more people. It's like, you don't have to be in New York to see the show, which like, please do come see it in New York because it's so much on live too. But it's just like so cool that we can reach a broader audience this way. Yeah, I 100% feel that. Like, I've seen Jagged three times now. <laughs> yeah. I love the musical. For me, I could watch a million YouTube videos right before I see it and still be as jazzed, if not more jazzed, to see it live. 
Broadway Under the Stars, Broadway and Bryant Park. To me, those are like that beautiful like combination. You can come, you can film. Right. And that's like how I got started a lot with this stuff is I filmed a lot of Broadway and Bryant Park and you would just see in the comments, right? Oh, thank you. I've been wanting to see this right. person. Mm. I love that. I know. I love that when more people are able to see like what they don't, what you don't get to experience because yeah, it's in, it's all in New York. It's all happening in New York for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of theater happening elsewhere, but yes, you know, how can we make theater more accessible theater right now, especially with a show like Jagged Little Pill Mm -hmm. should have, should have these conversations because there's so much going on. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like with our team, like, I feel confident that those kinds of conversations are happening and that we are trying to figure out ways to make it more accessible financially and for folks with disabilities because it's such, and mental health, you know, like so many things, like you said, that Jagged brings that there's there's an intersection of all of these things and those are the people that we're attracting. And so how do we cater to every person that we're attracting yeah. And, and especially now, like in this time, like I wonder, I'm just excited to see how it's going to shift mm-hmm. because I think, I really believe like based on the little that I know, um, hearing from like the higher ups and things like that is like people are working together in the higher up world. Like people who maybe regularly are like enemies are now like coming together and talking to each other like weekly about wow. solutions and yeah. It's really, you know, forced people, I think, to to look at things through a different lens and say like, hey, well, what's not working and how can we make this better for everyone? And so I'm hoping that really stays true and and brings some, I don't know, just some different options in the future. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I know there are things that I, I would want to see, but yeah, it's it's such a cool thing to think about <laughs> I'm like getting very like meta about it I'm yeah like, about it. <laughs> this is the space to do that you know yeah. and I want to you know invite people to comment in the YouTube comments Lou who said without bootlegs I probably wouldn't have found out about JLP or known that Ezra had their debut as non-binary actor on Broadway but I understand the problem with them too and that's the whole conversation right the the good and the bad yeah all the emotions yeah agreed <laughs> I I did see some bootleg of my own debut and let me tell you I'm like I'm so grateful to whoever did that because like I don't know how else I would have been able to see that because experiencing it is way different than like seeing yourself do it up there obviously but then you know I also wasn't distracted by it during the show I don't know how they did it whoever they are but I wasn't distracted I'm like as long as I the actor I'm not distracted by it then I'm like okay like I can't see it so like it's not there brilliant yeah tell me about your jagged little pill debut as joe i mean i was like so nervous to even do it i i knew a little bit in advance that it was coming up and i was just like okay i don't even how do you i don't want to do it i don't want to do it you know when it's like something that's so close to you and you're you know gonna be super vulnerable in front of 1500 people it's like nope I would just rather not like it's fine I I get no it's fine but thankfully I have like an incredible support system in my girlfriend Gabby and my my sister who lives here who actually lives with me and her girlfriend and just like everybody in the company like everyone in the company was rooting for me you know and 
and just had such wonderful things to say, like leading up to calm me down. So I felt, I felt good. And it's, um, it's definitely a different experience, like performing eight times a week and then going on. Like I've been a swing before where I'm off stage most of the show. Like I'm, I was on, I was in a chorus line and I was, I was a swing on tour. You're in like the beginning part of the show, but then as a cut dancer, you're not in the rest of the show. So you're an offstage singer. So you have a little bit more time to just like prepare and your body's not beat. It's just a different experience. Yeah. So like being on stage eight times a week and then like performing a track that you're like, this isn't even in my body or my voice or like anything. Like oh what? God. It's like pretty mind boggling. So during, I was just kind of like trying to stay in the moment and trying to think the thoughts of Joe and the character and it's not it's not a far reach from my life like growing up so that was pretty freaking incredible to just play someone who I have very close access to yeah. and you know I say this like every time someone asks me this question it's like the word that comes up is like healing it was just so healing to be able to say the words and and connect to myself as a queer youth like in a weird like oh I'm going back in time and I'm like living this experience in a different kind of way but very similar way and and just knowing that like everybody in the audience who was there for me and and all of the trans youth that I know were there and like all my trans friends and like just my friends you know just all my friends you know it was just yeah. incredible to to be able to say the words and be myself <laughs> on stage in a lead role it's like yeah what a privilege that is amazing. And just yeah. like in the comments here, like you can tell how influential that is, how representation matters and in yeah. so many ways. And I love how diverse the cast is. And when you look on that stage, it's like, oh, well, this is what New York looks like, right? We have yeah. people of color. We have non-binary, like, because that's human. That's, <laughs> that's what you see. What yeah. a novel concept. Yo. <laughs> I get, as I'm sure you probably do, and in a more personal way, like I get so heated because I just, like, I just don't understand why people have such a problem when it, like, it doesn't affect you. Their happiness is their happiness. I just don't get it. I I hear you. Like, the the thing that I always come back to is like, people are really just scared and like, not educated on on it. It's like the fear is what drives them, the fear of like not knowing or, you know, just like based on your experience and how you're raised, like you've never maybe been challenged. Just like me as a white person, like there are ways that race has affected my life that like I, in, a, in micro ways that like I don't really even notice until you really start breaking it down and you're like, oh my gosh, like these interpersonal ways are the ways that, you know, I am still utilizing my white privilege. It's just like, mm -hmm. you just, you have to become aware and people need the the resources to be educated about it so that it's not scary because I think people go into defense mode for just like mm -hmm. not knowing or taking it personally. And really it's like kind of a larger issue. It's like, it's societal and it's like societal conditioning that has like seeped into our DNA. It's like generational so it's like so many factors and, and people think it's like, well, I'm not a bad person. Like I'm not, yeah, I think a lot of times people get defensive. Like I'm not a bad person. Like I'm not racist or like I'm not transphobic. I mean, there are some just like racist and transphobic people obviously, but yeah, yeah I think it's fear. I don't know. That's my, yeah. that's kind of my feeling about it.
Yeah, I am. Um, so I'm watching Pose because Pose is the best. Yes. <laughs> and this is actually my second time around. Like, I love this show. Oh, Big fan. Big fan. Spoiler alert. I don't really think it's a spoiler alert, but like, I just, if I don't say that and someone's like, I'm on yeah. season one, episode five right now, Mother's Day. And <laughs> it's right, right there next to me. MJ's sister, like, coming around at the end, handing the, the cookbook and saying, you two had that bond, and I can't come over for breakfast today, but, like, maybe another day. And you can see the evolution. Here was someone who, like, went into the episode, to this journey, with so much hatred, and mm-hmm. it seems like towards the end, maybe there's a space there can be understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Just the openness and the willingness to learn. It's like, I I do think it's possible. I think not everyone is like inherently bad or evil. Like, that's my vibe, at least. I mean, obviously, there are people who are like bad and evil and, you know, commit violence. Like, that's very real part of our society. Yeah. But I think, I think, you know, for the most part, if we're talking people who are just like, averse to it or whatever I think people have the capacity to change yes uh uh, Sabrina's commenting president of the MJ Rodriguez fan club we stand yeah I saw MJ in California yeah at Pasadena Playhouse Little Shop of Horrors yo yo I am so jealous I would have killed to see that (laughs) it was wow Everything. I, I went because George Salazar is like mm-hmm. so wonderful and so, mm-hmm. in so many ways and became a big Be More Chill fan. And like that was a huge part of my reporting career. Like they were the first opening night I covered. It was oh, so cool. amazing. And when I saw George was going to be there with MJ Rodriguez and Amber Riley, I was like, and here's my plane ticket. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> it kind of relates because I saw them first preview out in California and then I saw you first preview. Here in on Broadway. Yeah. Amazing. And I love going to like the first, right? Like I think there's just the energy is electric. And I went to the box office, front row center. And I was like, yeah. What? That's amazing. The way the theater is, the audio attacks you in the best way. Mm -hmm. What was it like being on that Broadway stage that night? Oh my gosh. I was like, (laughs) well you know we come out facing upstage so our backs are to the audience so we're in the dark complete darkness we run out and you just hear like this wall of sound like for as much sound as you heard in the audience like it was given back to us like tenfold and I remember thinking like in the moment this must be somewhat similar to what like Alanis feels when she goes out on stage (laughs) performing at a concert because it literally felt kind of like rock concert vibes it was so cool I mean it was electric like you say like the overture just Tom Kitt's arrangements are just so incredible oh they're so good the overture is like one of my favorite pieces I mean how can you not be hyped especially when the audience is just like giving it back to you like that so special yeah that really (laughs) that really spoiled us that first night we were like this is how it's gonna be forever (laughs) it's not (laughs) yeah obviously that and opening night you know people are specifically there because Mm -hmm. they know and they love it but is it generally like a a positive vibe you know 
it is kind of like an ebb and flow. Like some people will come and they don't know Alanis's music at all. So like some of the jokes that are in there, like an ironic, ironic, yes, yeah, they like fall flat because people are like, huh? Because yeah. I guess you know maybe not Alanis fans, which is totally fine. Like you come and you learn something new. You go home with Alanis's music. I mean, what's so wrong about that? Nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we definitely had have had some like okay this is it sleepy like this audience just a little sleepy or maybe they're not Atlantis fans or just quieter crowds which you know is that's fine it's part of the process of doing a Broadway show you know you just gotta go with the flow and you always tell the story and just because people aren't loud in that kind of way doesn't mean they're not absorbing something from the story so I always try to think about that like we're still influencing people, even if the response isn't exactly the same as preview or opening, you know? Yeah, for sure. That is a special vibe, for sure. Like, to have people who know the show and maybe, like, had seen it in Cambridge or or just, like, super Atlantis fans, like, that's that's definitely a special, special audience to have. <laughs> oh, my God. And so many Broadway debuts. Yeah, we have so many. I think we had 14. Wow. I think that's right. That's amazing. Yeah, a lot. It was so electric. And like, I, because I didn't see it in Cambridge. Ironic mm-hmm. has been one of my favorite songs since I was a teenager. I love the, the lack of irony. And then the way that Jacket does it, you're like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you. Yep. You're brilliant. <laughs> oh my God. So good. One of my favorite parts. <sighs> oh, Jacket. I think me too. I think me too. I love playing a student in the show. It's so fun because we just get to mess around, you know, like tap back into those teenage years and kind of overdo it. (laughs) I'm like, kids probably see us and they're like, this is not how high schoolers act because it's like 30 and like people in their 30s to mid 30s, like trying to play high school students. (laughs) I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this is accurate. (laughs) It feels though like what every TV show did, right? Like you would watch like One Tree Hill and you're like, those people are not in high school. Right. You're like, you're 37, sir. <laughs> Sit <laughs> down. Sit down. Uh, do you have a favorite line from the show? Oh, favorite line. Oh, that's a good question. There's so many in the show. I'm like, I love, I mean, I love when Kay says, that's actually not ironic. What is, oh, what's after, what is, I'm like, oh my gosh, have I forgotten the show? Where is it? Somewhere <laughs> in the back files. It's there, I swear. Yeah. Hold up, wait a second. That's actually not ironic. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, the, the audience pretty much always responds with like hilarity in that moment. It's, it's a good one. The delivery is so strong. Yes, that's the thing too. Like Kay's delivery of it, just like all of Kay's lines in that moment, since we're on the ironic topic. So good. <laughs> So dry, you know, so honest. Just like this is a fact. Duh. Which like, makes it what, just that much. What are funny. you doing? Come on. Yeah. Get with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I need to let my dog in because he is oh. come here, bud. Come in. You wanna say hi? Puppy? Ooh, I'm big. This is a big boy. What kind yeah, of dog he is, is that? Such a love bud. What kind is he? He is a mix. He is a pit bull. And we're not sure the other mix because you're just beautiful the way you are. <gasps> Don't care. I love pit mixes. Ah. He is just like the kindest, 
soul ever. And <laughs> we snuggle so much. See, I need that. I, I highly need, recommend it. I just need a dog's full weight on my body. <laughs> yeah. Just like crush me with the weight of you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Slim is Slim is a big boy. And, you know, he just... Like the other day, I was having a really sad, bad day, as I'm sure like a lot of people are having now. And he saw me crying and came over and just like looked at me like straight on, reached out his paw. And I I was like, oh my God, I feel so much better right now. Like I have your love. That's all I need. <gasps> I can't handle that. <laughs> You're not helping. You're making me want to get it. I'm like, I'm already looking at dog adoption websites every day. Like <laughs> the habit is already there. This is what people are going to leave the show must go online series and everyone's going to have a dog. <laughs> this is my legacy. You're starting a train. Yeah, this, this is your legacy. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. oh my God. Oh, He's just so going to chill right here for the rest of the show. Oh, probably. I love that. Which, like, I'm yeah. sorry, everyone else that you don't get this, but I'm really happy. Yeah, I'm glad you're happy. You know, it's fine. No, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, it's fine. Happy that you have a beautiful dog right there. I just really want one too. Thank you. You will. In good time. I'm putting it into the universe. Thank you. Yes. Yes. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You've done so many wonderful things, and I'd love to talk about West Side Story movie. Like, what was that experience like? What? I like, okay, every time I was on set, I was like, I'm really here, and these are all just humans, and they're all such wonderful humans. And then I was like, am I really here? This is absolutely absurd. I'm pinching myself. I can't believe that this is happening. Like, every single time I was on set, it was so cool. Oh, my gosh. When I think about that time, I'm just like, there's so many amazing people and just like kind-hearted people grounded people that we worked with across all parts of production like everyone was just like I could go on and on and I had never done film before that was my first time so you know my focus in school is musical theater so that's like what I trained for and I've like never taken a film class nothing like that I'm just like winging it on the job I guess amazing yeah, it was kind of wild. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to trust myself and just trust my director and trust my actors. And that's all you can do. And it's such a wildly different experience for musical theater. But it's so like, I mean, I'm I'm extremely spoiled that my first one was with Steven Spielberg. Like he is 
<laughs> it's it's so so cool to be able to say that like he is so successful and the reason he is is because he's so kind-hearted and humble and compassionate and just like the most amazing yeah. man ever I'm like he's unreal and just like trusts his actors so much and you know would like be there to give little gems of direction and would really just like whatever emotional place you were in because obviously West Side Story is pretty heavy whatever emotional place you're in he would just like meet you right there and just like calmly talk to you and give you little bits but for the most part he like trusted everyone to bring their backstory with the characters and I mean yeah yeah, it was oh it was such a cool experience we filmed all over New York you know we were down like at the Brooklyn Navy Yard we were we were all across New York and I mean I'm sure maybe some viewers from New York right now are know that we were because (laughs) streets were closed down along with like in the Heights we were closing down streets in Harlem and in the Bronx and gosh there's so many elements that were just like so cool I'm so excited to see it I'm so excited to see it yes so are we (laughs) like I can't believe I did that I'll like see see pictures of I'm like scrolling back in my phone like my camera roll I'm like wow I really did that like that's that's such a wild part about film is like you do it and you put it away and it's like it's out of your life and like wow with Broadway it's like you know you're there every day it's it's in your life 100% you know it's like so it's it's definitely fond fond memory and yeah I I love like learning the the accent that we had for it the Mm. um just like the old New York like 1950s kind of we had the best dialect coaches oh my god so good and it was so fun. We just like, we would play hacky sack like in between takes and just like really bonded as a cast. And yeah, I could go on and on about it. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm thinking, I'm like, yes. it's summer. I'm like on set. It's so hot. I'm wearing a jacket and jeans and a shirt and it's so hot, but so worth it. Not a bad, never a bad time on that set ever. <laughs> So cool. Yeah, I love I love to see you like daydreaming about it. Like that's how you know something's good when you get lost in the memories. <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah, I can feel it. It's so nice. What was like that going to audition for that versus Broadway? It was you know, it was kind of similar in a way because it it's a musical, so it was similar in that way, but I let's see the, my first audition I was called in and just did I sang acapella and read sides just with the casting director and the assistant Cindy Tolan she's also the best and was filmed and then didn't hear back for like a month so I guess that was like that was a pretty different process I I, I believe to Jagged because I heard back relatively quickly in terms of like auditioning I actually auditioned on tape first for Dragon and then was called in later to audition IRL (laughs) in real life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it was like callbacks back to back to back kind of with Jagged. And with Westside, it was like, I got a callback about a month later and was asked to come in and dance and read sides again. And Steven was there for that one and had his little like, 
camcorder, like small handheld camcorder. And he was filming. So Whoa. he was like up in my face. He was like, you can use the room, like however you want. And that's, I mean, that's a big difference for musical theater because you're playing everything to the front. And yeah, for the film, it was like, I could utilize the space in a way that I, I hadn't before in an audition room. And oh man, it was so cool. Cause I, I got to like, anybody's is very sneaky obviously and Mm -hmm. like is always hiding in and out of shadows and so they wanted me to do some of that Mm -hmm. um they wanted us to the people that were there and so I got to kind of like crawl around and be like on the lookout like kind of cat-like but you know just in this giant dance studio room and I don't remember if it was, there was a, oh yeah, there was an accompanist there who was incredible. It was just like freestyle playing like some kind of like heightened Sondheim-esque music for you to like crawl around. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was really cool. So like I had less auditions, like I only had two auditions for Westside and for Jagged I was in a little bit more. There were more rounds. Okay. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks for listening to the 20th episode of BYU Show, the podcast. Join us next time for part two, where we kick things off with Ezra singing a beautiful Alanis cover with the ukulele. Want to see my adorable pup Slimbo? He makes a cameo in most of my episodes of The Show Must Go On, Lime. He's the best co-host. Plus, he's never too far from a post on B-Way Show Instagram. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so you can be a spy on the inside for future episodes. The interviews don't stop here. Join me on B-Way Show YouTube for The Show Must Go On. Line, 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 line. Guess what? We have another giveaway coming up with Ashley Kate Adams. Win her new book, BYOP, Be Your Own Producer. Head over to BYU Show Podcast on Instagram to learn how. Thanks to all the Showtreons and special shout out to the Showstopper and Show Nanigans levels. Here we go. Alyssa Wallace, Ashley Stazak, John Benson, Shannon Wheeler, Judy Kotner, Naomi Kotner, Lisa Michelle Martine O'Neill, Eva fink Clausen, Teresa Piliero, and Andy Gilderhus. If this was your jam, you can become a Showtreon. Head over to patreon.com slash show. We do weekly trivia and monthly video chats. It's a fun time. Come check it out. Thanks as always to Kyle Braxton, aka Geddon, for these awesome beats, Jelani Remy for the beautiful intro riff, Alex Brightman for the Showtime promo, Chelsea Hill, aka Illustrating Diva, for the cool cover art, and all the wonderful guests. And all of you, thanks for listening. We don't know the future of live theater, or when Broadway will be back, but we do know it's on all of us to get through this pandemic. Wear a mask, be safe, and let's take care of ourselves. We'll see you at the show. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.